Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. Weather, Kelly Simek. Aloha, everybody. Good morning and happy Tuesday. Another warm day ahead of us with the light winds continuing. We have a surface trough that's passing just to the north of us. So the light wind regimen that we felt yesterday Unfortunately, it's going to hold in place through tomorrow with showers developing over the island interiors in the afternoons, even a few showers possible near the coast each night. So bottom line today, it's going to be another warm and humid one, but it's also going to be rainy. So dress accordingly. You might want to dress in cool conditions, maybe some shorts, tank tops, but also take an umbrella, maybe even a rain jacket with you because in the afternoon, we'll see that shift. And you can see it on the wind contours. Do you see just to the north of Hawaii how it kind of arcs up. There's a little bit of a upside down U just to our north. That right there is where the trough is. And that's what's influencing the pressure gradient leading to the weaker winds. So that's what's going to be continuing to push westward in the coming days. But by Thursday, it looks like that clears us and that high to our north then takes over. So land breeze, sea breeze pattern expected through tomorrow. Now, I did want to update you on the system that we're still tracking. Of course, Hurricane Linda, which is forecast to continue to track further to the west towards the islands as this enters our waters, we're looking at it weakening. So currently, it is still a Category 1 hurricane forecast to become a tropical storm by Thursday before then weakening to a remnant low over the weekend. And it's expected to be reaching us on Sunday, at least influencing our winds. We're expecting, so even though our trade winds will return by Thursday, they won't be here for too long because this guy is going to be coming through on Sunday. And then we could see some additional cloud cover and rainfall. Again, it is looking like it's going to be broken up pretty significantly, but I'm going to keep a close eye on it because we may see some changes. As of right now, though, it's looking like we'll mainly just see the wind the, the wind change being the biggest impact. Now, in terms of rainfall right now, there's actually a pretty good amount that's offshore. Luckily, the land breeze is keeping it offshore, but as those sea breezes take over, that's when we're going to be seeing those convective showers developing in the afternoon. So surfers, the earlier the better. We'll have your surf forecast in just a moment, but here's a look at your extended forecast. 50% chance of rain today. We're likely going to see those afternoon showers tomorrow as well, and then trade winds return by Thursday potentially briefly, though, as the remnants of Linda expect to be coming through on Sunday. All right, that's looking at your weather, and I'll send it on out to Surf News Network's Betty DiPolito, who has all you need to know on the surf front. Hey, good morning, Bonsai Betty. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Yeah, Linda that you're talking about is going to be sending us a little bit of an east swell, hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, should be three, maybe some four-footers coming in. But for today, it's just one to two feet. Uh, pretty uh, nice conditions uh, this morning. Everything's pretty calm around variable winds, 5 to 15. But there's a big south swell coming in. High surf advisories posted for south-facing shorelines today. It's about four to seven feet on occasion now at the south-facing reefs. Even some bigger sets coming through at some more exposed spots on southern exposure. So watch for that. And lots of weird currents, too, with that big south swell. So uh, be aware of that. Meanwhile, the North Shore is pretty small. It's gone down a bit, one to maybe three footers now coming in. And Makaha picking up this south swell on the west side, three to five feet. And again, some of the more exposed reefs, a lot bigger uh, sets coming through. We've got a low tide at 4.53. High tide is going to come up about 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's a high one, 2.3 feet. Sun Palhana time, 7.01. Sun rising around 6.11. Here is today's 
539 new COVID infections were reported in Hawaii yesterday, with more than 300 COVID patients in the hospital. The state's vaccination rate is now at 61.3%. Doctors are urging the governor to take more action as hospital beds fill up. Following a meeting yesterday afternoon, Big Island Mayor Mitch Ross says curfews are being considered as well as other enforcement measures. The vaccine mandate for state and county workers is underway, but city workers now have more time to comply. Honolulu Mayor Rick Blangiardi extended the deadline by one week. And two more people have been arrested and charged for falsifying vaccination cards in order to travel here to Hawaii. Enzo and Daniela Dalmazo were arrested last week in Honolulu. U.S. health officials are expected to recommend that all Americans get booster shots. Sources say the official announcement could come as soon as this week. Due to the COVID surge, jury trials across the state are suspended until October 4th. This impacts jury trials for criminal, civil, and family court cases. Expect more traffic this week around UH Manoa. Nearly 3,000 students are moving into the dorms this week. Their arrivals are being staggered to avoid large crowds. And Honolulu police are looking for Philip Torstensen, the second. He was arrested last year for burglary and is now wanted for failing to follow the terms of his probation. If you see him, call Crime Stoppers. With hospitals overwhelmed and infections elevated, tough decisions need to be made. So let's get right to it with the Lieutenant Governor and the state's COVID-19 liaison, Dr. Josh Green. Now, first off, it seems like now is the time to be proactive versus reactive before it's too late for our hospitals. Some health officials are saying the governor needs to issue a shutdown right now, not Thursday or Friday, but now. Do you agree? Uh, no, a full shutdown would be too, dracon too, too draconian, forgive me. Uh, the 81% of all those individuals who are eligible for vaccinations who have gotten them uh, cannot be punished that way, which would stop everyone in their tracks, would stop all the activity that, that's been going on, would hurt everyone's business and survival in schools. We can't go that far. That's got to be the very last thing that we do. But we do have to protect the hospitals. To that point, I agree. And so the ways to do that is to decrease the elective procedures that's happening right now, consider a curfew that would be at late at night so when car accidents tend to occur, we could stop those so we have that capacity at the hospital. We don't have to have trauma, um, trauma beds occupied. Those are the kind of things we should do now. Uh, I know that there is a, you know, an inclination to hit it, the whole thing with a sledgehammer, but it's very difficult to do that when four out of five of our citizens have gone the extra mile to prevent spread of COVID. If the FDA approves booster shots for all, can I get the shot while on the mainland? Will it affect any of my state records for the safe travels registration? Uh, no, you can get it on the mainland and as long as you have one of your shots in Hawaii accounts for our rules. Okay, Richard wants to know all this talk about efficacy of the vaccine in comparison. How effective is the flu shot in preventing flu? Is a level of, say, 48% enough? It's way lower. The flu shot tends to be somewhere between 45 and 55% effective. Uh, these shots, the Moderna and Pfizer, are like 95%. 
Okay, the next question is from Kanoi. She says, UH forecasters predict numbers could triple in the coming weeks to possibly 2,500 by October. Could that really happen? Not likely because if the counts get much higher, uh, draconian measures would be recommended by the governor and the mayors. So the goal is right now to get our numbers down. Also, there is some belief that we will begin to plateau because the Delta variant is kind of consuming all of the oxygen in the room, if you will. The people who are most vulnerable have caught it. So we hope that the case counts start to drop now, but people have to be careful and get vaccinated. And can you define draconian measures for us? Yeah, draconian is when things are so bad that we have no choice but to go back to like safer at home where we only go out for essential work, essential uh, food, uh, medical care and stuff. That's what we did, remember, when we had uh, the, the outbreak last July, August, and we had no vaccinations. That was the only way to put that fire out then. I really hope that it doesn't come to that. So if we can do our best now to stop the spread, we won't have to do that. I don't like to use the word lockdown, but basically what you're saying is in order to prevent certain numbers like what this uh, viewer is asking, we could see another lockdown. Yeah, if we had, this will not happen, but if we had 2,000 cases a day, which is 60,000 cases a month, we'd have so many people in the hospital that the hospitals would more than overflow. They wouldn't be able to even see patients at all. So long before that, you'd have lockdown. It won't come to that, but that's what it would look like. Okay, and finally, Bob is asking, in your opinion, will we see more restrictions put in place this week? And what about the public school cases? No, I don't think we'll see more restrictions put into place this week because we're only one week into the last restrictions that got put into place. Though there is discussion about, as you've heard, uh, the business community asking uh, us to explore using vaccination status to go into restaurants, to go into shopping malls and that kind of thing. So we're doing all the advanced work in case we need the policy. I don't think that it's going to come that quickly. Uh, regarding schools, I know that we don't like any cases, but the school counts have not been high. Most of the cases have been because kids were coming into school positive already, and there has not been widespread disease. Uh, also, there's no evidence that there's more spread in schools as opposed to out of schools where kids have unstructured activities and are not wearing masks. We have to educate our children. One thing that uh, Jamie and I often talk about at home is, how are you going to uh, restrict schools before you restrict all the other things? We've got to put our kids first. So we put other restrictions in first before we would take education away from our children. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KHON to go.